Okay, what's going on, guys? And welcome to a brand new episode of Energize, brought to you by Forged Iron Stout. Ross, are you intoxicated or something? How are you keeping, bud? Bud, I am flying. Uh, I was absolutely buzzing for this week's episode of the Old Fighter, and it couldn't have went any better. It really couldn't have went any better. Um, Brad Katona moves over to Team McGregor, picks up the W. He's in the final. I can't wait for the tough uh, finale now. That's what we were looking for. We were looking for either him or Lee to get to the final. And now we've got it. And what a fight as well. It was incredible, Basmo. Yeah. Ross, um, it has to be the fight of the season so far. And also, like, watching Brad as well, compared to the last time he was in the UFC, he's evolved. You can see it. He's a different fighter, Ross. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, he, he sort of has it all now. He, he can he can grapple. He can strike. Now, I'm not saying he didn't have it all before, but he's really improving. Uh, he, he was sitting down on his shots a lot more. Uh, you know, I think him and Roddy had a bit of back and forth after the fight, and he was like, you know, you weren't just touching up at the left. And he was like, yeah, that, that left came all the way from Dublin. And I was yeah. like, I was like, oh, fair play to him. But, like, he did catch him with some lovely counter left hooks throughout the fight. Um, he seemed to be happier and more comfortable on Team McGregor. Although I think he appreciated his time on Team Chandler as well. I think he seems to be a humble guy, but I think we saw a much better version of Brad Katona under the coaches that he had. And it was interesting that, obviously, uh, Brad had come from Brave. He was the bantamweight champion there. And as McGregor alluded to, he'd fought that style before, so it wasn't something he was new to. And I feel like a lot of people, when they fight the Dagestanis, they're not used to that style. But Brad had been there, done that, and won a belt in a different organization, and now he's come on, and he's come on leaps and bounds as well. Yeah, that Crumlin Boxing Club training is definitely paying off for us, if you ask me. Yeah, I actually think he was doing a bit of training with um, uh, Stephen O'Rourke as well. Um, so like those those those, uh, those boxing lessons are paying off uh, all over the place. I think I think there's a few gyms involved with SPG now. With uh, yeah. boxing, I think Packy Collins, uh, Celtic Warriors, and then obviously uh, Phil Sutcliffe in uh, Crumlin Boxing. So there's a few gyms uh, knocking around for uh, SPG, which is great to see because you know they're getting different looks. Yeah, no better place in the world to be practicing your boxing than in Ireland, Ross. As they yeah. say, but like, not only did we see that Brad is a fighter, he's also a lover, Ross. When was the yes. last time you wrote any poetry for myself? Man, I don't think I've ever uh, written anything like it, but. I suppose it, it it was very interesting to see, like, obviously that was his coping mechanism when he's there, he's away from his friends and family, and it'll probably be something he can look back on in years, like, oh, when I was in tough, like, these are my daily thoughts and his daily affirmations, and uh, seeing Katie Saul well up uh, when when uh, Brad was giving her, uh, reading out the extracts from his uh, diary was uh, was pretty cool, but it was also, it was really heartwarming, like, like you could feel the emotion pouring into it, and, you know, when he was saying, you know, he sort of longs to be out of the fight game, but also the thrill of the fight game excites him. You know what I mean? It, it was great to really, like, almost look under the hood and get that insight into Brad Katona's mindset. <laughs> I love it! <laughs> Man, he's a lover and a fighter, and uh, he will be in the finale of the Ultimate Fighter, Ross. Um, that's one thing that we were hoping for going into this season. As you said, Team McGregor in the finale. And uh, he's going to be taking on either Cody Gibson or Rico. 
Yeah, another exactly. another McGregor <laughs> team McGregor. Yeah, team McGregor having two finalists would be pretty epic, and I, I I think they will as well. But uh, yeah, I I just want to give one final touch on Brad Tona. Obviously, he has the opportunity to become the first ever Ultimate Fighter champ. Champ. No one's ever done that before. Probably no one will do it again. And uh, there's only a select amount of Ultimate Fighter winners in history, and the chances of them coming back on the show and doing it again are very very slim. So. That's going to be absolutely incredible to see. So hopefully Brad does go on and do that and uh, he will become a champ champ of his own. I am uh, I, th- I think he's going to do it, Ross. No matter who he faces out of the two lads in the finale, I just, uh, I think he has a, he, yeah. he looks, he, this is, this is uh, I think he's in his prime right now. Yeah, he's absolutely. Yeah. He has it all. Yeah, and I was looking at like through the old, or the UFC bantamweight rankings and I was looking at someone like Pedro Munoz is in there at rank number 10. And, like, maybe you call me silly, but I believe Brad Tony got thrown in against Pedro Munoz today. It'd be very competitive, and I wouldn't be shocked at all if Brad Tony went out there and won. I think he is already top 15 level. I think Tony Valuev is a top-notch fighter. I think he could be top 15 level as well. And I think that win was a massive win for Brad Tony. I think that win shows the level Brad Tony is at. Yeah, sure. He's a world champion in another organization, and he's about to become the champ, champ of the Ultimate Fighter. He's going to go down in uh, in history in the Ultimate Fighter as well. So, but uh, Ross, next week. Well, I mean, by the way, that fight was like the fight of the season. But like Dana, mm. Dana said that next week's fight is actually the fight of the season. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to seeing that as well. What are you looking forward to seeing more? Uh, Jason Knight. Who's fighting again? Kurt Holloway. Jason Knight against Kurt Holliba, or are you looking forward to seeing Connor versus Chandler in the ice baths? Oh, I think I'm looking forward to Jason Knight versus Kurt Holliba. The way they sort of built the fight up, in like this fight has been years in the making. You know what I mean? What is it? Mississippi versus Louisiana. You know what I mean? Like it's almost like a. I don't know if it's offensive to say, but like a battle of the hillbillies or something. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's the, the or the rednecks. I should probably say, uh, battle of the rednecks. I was like, I was like, this is this is a, a fight I'm dying to see. Both guys absolutely come to scrap. Uh, obviously, we got the clip of the ice bath, and uh, McGregor got the question right. I think the question was, who was Brock Lesnar's first ever uh, opponent in the UFC? Do you know who it was Buzz? Was it opponent or first ever win? Well, same. Th- um, it's not. Was it a win? No, it was a win, I think. No, the first opponent was Frank Mir. He lost. Oh, yeah. And who was his first win? Um, oh. Was it Heath Herring? I don't know. Didn't he, oh. he, he then fought. Who's the Shane Carwin? Oh, no. That was, that was for the belt. Yeah. No, didn't he? Uh, no, because he didn't fight. I have it here. Uh, Brock Lesnar fought a UFC 87 Heath Herring. First win? Yeah, first win. Okay, yeah. No, because I, I knew he fought... Um... And then he fought for the belt and won it against Randy Couture. Yeah, he fought crazy. Randy Couture. Yeah. Okay, so he beat Randy Couture, yeah. then fought Shane Carwin. Okay, I knew... I, yeah. Like, that, okay, yeah, yeah. He actually fought Frank Mir again at UFC 100 and then fought Shane Carwin. Yeah, and then he beat Frank, he beat Frank Mir. Yeah, but ba- he... basically, that, that wasn't the question, Ross. That wasn't the question. Trying to, trying to catch was, you out here. Trying to catch who you was his here. first ever fight in the UFC? You I know, it's one of those ones where I was put in the spot, or, or what's called, or, or you get it right, and then then when you're when you reading about it, you start doubting yourself. But again, like, we're talking, what, UFC 87 or something? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's 
years ago, or UFC 81 for the Frank Mir fight. Like, what are we on now? UFC 291. I remember actually tuning in to UFC 100 to see Brock Lesnar fight. That was like sort of like that was a lot of people sort of defining. Yeah, that was that, that was my real like because it was it was very hard to access over over here as well. So I I just remember somehow getting that. That must have been on some sort of TV handy enough for us. Was that on before or after the first ever Ultimate Fighter? That was after. It's after, after, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So. Uh, UFC 100 had Dan Henderson knocking out Bisping with the with the with the follow up paymaker. Uh, GSP was on the card against Thiago Alves, and then obviously it was headlined by Frank Mir and Brock Lesnar. I think that was one of the first cards that I remember watching from like absolute start to finish. I watched every single fight on the card. I'd seen like loads of fights beforehand, but not the entire card from start to finish. This is number one bullshit. Absolute spoo for us. UFC 100. Saturday the eleventh of July two thousand and nine. Yeah, what a card! It was it was fairly epic. Not gonna lie. Hasn't been another one like it. I don't think since I I think that card has like sort of mystical powers. I know two hundred was they had the yellow canvas there, which I think they were calling gold. But uh, UFC one hundred <laughs> I think is the is one of the pinnacles of the sport. To be honest, Jim Miller fought UFC one hundred and two hundred, and is now looking to fight UFC three hundred. Who else could do that, Ross? Who else could do that? No one. Brock Lesnar, man. Man, Brock Lesnar's not coming back. Well, yeah, what, what do you mean? Well, you want to see him back, do you? Man, if, he, if he's watching this year's uh, The Ultimate Fighter, he's probably like, you're on getting back in there. Actually, man. you know what? Now the WME on WWE and UFC, it's probably a better chance that happened than ever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So what were we saying? UFC 300, Jim Miller versus Brock Lesnar. Well, Brock Lesnar better start bulking, bud. <laughs> <laughs> man, what a tangent that went on anyway. Oh, I know, man. It's it's because yeah. you're trying to throw me off. It's because you... <laughs> Hold on. Who do you think is going to fight in the finale? Jason Knight or Kerr Hollibaugh? I think it's going to be Jason Knight. I'm honest. Yeah, me too. Hopefully. Uh, season one of The Ultimate Fighter was when? 2004. 2005. Five. Oh, I knew it was one or the other. Very close. It was the beginning of 2005. Okay, so that oh, was... So it's probably uh, recording 2004. Episode 1, 17th of January 2005. Yeah, so I was recording 2004. Yeah. Right, so... Down yeah, there for then, dancing, but down and there then when was When was 200? 2009? No, that was UFC 100, no? Oh, UFC 100, yeah. So there was four or five years. I, I remember the Ultimate Fighter, that, fin- that finale, Bonner... Uh, Griffin. Griffin. Yeah, but I think yeah, everyone remember remembers that. that. Every, yeah, no, everyone remembers that. And then I remember sort of the, the Brock the Brock Lesnar. Like the, in between that was very like nothing not like I, I don't remember much. And then I remember Connor first appearing and you're like, There's an Irish chap fighting in Sweden tonight in the UFC. I was like, What? <laughs> Who did he fight on that day, Basmo? Quick. Uh Marcus Brimage. Correct. Man. I, I think Marcus I Brimage's first two fights were like Conor McGregor and Cody Garbrandt. I was like, like, Jeez, that's rough. Because obviously, they, like, they weren't as well known at the time, but then, like, in hindsight, you look back and you go, geez, I had it rough, lads. Yeah, well, there was less people in the organization, less cards. That's you know, it. Like, uh, but there wasn't that many less cards, but definitely less people than there are now. <laughs> definitely less like cards. And one more for the bad guy. Uh,. That's uh, that's season. Uh, that's episode ten of the Ultimate Fighter. Ross, like it's actually getting a bit emotional. I don't know what's more more emotional. Listen to Brad 
like reading out that poetry or knowing there's only like two episodes of the Ultimate Fighter left for us. Yeah, it's crazy. See, also, it was great to see that uh, Team McGregor were all in uh, the Black Forge in drinking, tr- soaping on the points of Forge Oilers. So stay watching that episode. So uh, I hope Brad's taking these and those uh, points of Forge Oilers. But uh, what a guy. What a guy. What a guy. I saw that picture. That was a cool picture. Also, I was laughing at the people at weigh-ins when, like, Brad, like, they're like, when you see him wearing his normal clothes, he looks normal, and then, like, he takes the top off. No wonder they call him Superman. But he didn't tread it out with no. Yeah, man. He's, uh... Jeez. You know what? He, he's actually he's actually such a nice guy as well. Like, he's, he's, he's just somebody you want to support, isn't he? Yeah, well, we've been supporting him the whole way through. Mm. True. True that. True that. Yeah. We've had Brad on the show at least once, if not two or three times, and, like, always been a nice guy. Yeah, we'll try and get him on again. That's if yeah. uh, if he unblocks us, Ross. Only message. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you are uh, if you are enjoying the show, make sure to like and subscribe. And uh, shout out to Forge Dyer Stout for sending us out loads of gear as well to the people that support the page. And um, if you're interested in getting into the Energizers WhatsApp group where we talk all things Irish MMA and MMA and boxing and uh, and whatever else you want to throw out there. Yeah, and the, the Dubs winning the All Ireland. Uh, give us a shout, and we'll add you in as well. And um, that's because we're going to be doing more stuff with Forest Irish Stout, the best stout in the game, Ross. You better believe it, bud. You better believe it. Right. We're going to just move on to UC 291 over the weekend because, Ross, you went with the hipster's choice of Justin Gaethje winning. And Justin Gaethje won, man. How does it feel to be the ultimate hipster? I'm surprised you don't have two earrings in and smoking a cigarette. Man, when you're good, when you're good, you're good. But when you're great, they call you Ross. You know, it's tough at the top, bud. Tough at the top. Someday you'll get there. Someday you'll get there. Or something. Yeah, man. <laughs> man, uh, I ordered extra four Irish day off the lads because I was like, "Give me, give me Barry share." He owes it to me now. He owes it to me. I owe you. I owe you yeah. Okay, Justin. Justin Gates got the win, man. Um... Yeah, great head kick as well. Like absolutely flatline them. <laughs> My God, man. I actually can't believe that. We put a poll out after asking, who would you like to see Justin Gacy fight next? Uh, either the winner, the winner of Islam Makachev versus Charles Oliveira or the winner of Conor McGregor versus Michael Chandler. And the majority of people voted for? The winner of McGregor versus Chandler. No, the winner of <sighs> Islam Makachev versus Charles Oliveira. Ross, what's You know what that means? Man? Only hardcores in our DMs. Only hardcores in our DMs. You know what I mean? <laughs> They, they feel like Justin deserves that title shot. And you know what? After he, when he beat Fiziev, like that was a fight of the year contender over yeah. London. Like that was an unbelievable scrap. And I think uh, this time, that's probably Justin Gage's cleanest win in the UFC in a very long time. Um, that was clinical as well. I had him win in the first round as well. So, like, shout out to Justin Gage. What a performance. He, he's earned it, really, to be honest. Um, he, he's tidied up his game a bit. I feel like we saw the start they got against Filiev. Obviously, there were still wild exchanges in there too. But I feel like he's getting hit that bit less and he's still landing his big shots. And that's what we saw against Poirier. And that's what hopefully we continue to see. Yeah, he's definitely a fan's favorite. Like even over mm. in London, people absolutely love him. Um, and then, Russell, in the co-main event, we have to speak about this. Alex Pereira defeated Jan Blakovic. Um, we put out a poll after. Yeah. Saying who do people want to see Pereira fight next? Either Alexander Rakic or Yuri Prohaska. Or Yuri Prohaska. Uh, Ross, definitely Yuri Prohaska won that one. Yuri Prohaska did win that. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was like, like right, right. I forget his name. There's too many polls these days, man. Man, uh, man, you, you looked him in the eyes and like 
saw nothing. You saw you no. saw an empty soul. No, we sat beside Yuri Prohaska in London. And yeah. then uh, <laughs> we, I wanted them to sit beside Ross. <laughs> but then he came and sat right beside me. I was like, oh, shit. And then uh, we, we had, loads of fans came out and they were all like chanting at him. And like, it was absolutely crazy. And then uh, I was like, here, here's the mic. Tell them. Tell them. <laughs> Who was he telling? Oh, tell, tell John Jones you're, you're a woman or something like that. I think he was fighting someone else. Oh, no. Someone was else Jamal was Hill? No, who's Jamal Hill? Yeah. Because Jamal Hill was a champion. And he, then he stands up with the mic and he goes, I'm coming. And everyone was just like, yeah. I was like, go on, Yuri. Yeah, it was wild. It was wild. Yeah. He invited me up to the forest to, to uh, catch some wolves. If you're around that weekend, Ross. If you're not, if, if you're around, but it, uh, it could be the weekend of July, uh, September 2nd. Yeah, who knows? I might be I might be in Paris at that stage. Who knows? Uh, just trip up the Eiffel Tower. It's nice that time of year here. Um, but yeah, um, Alex Pereira enters the light heavyweight division, enters with a bang. Um, obviously, he's, you know, former middleweight champion. I think for me, I'd love to see him fight Yuri Prasica from a style point of view. I think that would be fairly epic to say the least. So, like, why not? I'm here for it. Um, I'm sure you are as well. Uh, Alex Pereira actually enters the rankings in at number three now. So, He's really? three. Uh, Mohamed Ankalaev is two. Yuri Brahaska's one. Jamal Hill is the champion, although I think he's vacating the belt. So why not do Alex Pereira versus Yuri Brahaska for the Undisputed Championship, the title that Yuri Brahaska never lost. And Alex Pereira, he has the opportunity to come champ champ. And I don't think, I think he'll probably have the fewest fights in MMA history to come champ champ of the UFC. So I'm here for it. And no better man than Glover Teixeira to be in his corner. Fought, yeah, exactly. Uh, as well. Jesus. Uh, yeah, uh, we're just going to move on a bit. Like UFC Nashville is this weekend, and the headliner is Corey Sanhagen against Rob Font. It's going to be in a catchway. Rust originally Sanhagen was meant to fight Nurmagomedov, so it's against Font. What do you make of this card? Well, I think Font versus Sandhagen is a, a barn burner. I think uh, it's it's a really like for for any hardcore fan like that's that's an absolute whopper main event. Like those two are going to absolutely throw down. We're going to get a striker's delight in that one. So I can't wait to see it. Rob Font will bring the New England cartel. You know, Corey Sandhagen, he throws from everywhere. I think he's uh he's definitely one of the most diverse strikers that they have in that bantamweight division. But uh, someone else in that card I want to look out for is White Kong, Jake Hadley. He's fighting on that card against uh, Durden. So uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing Jake Kong um, or Jake Hadley, White Kong fight, fight on that card because that flyweight division is uh, shaking up a bit. So I, I like to see where where he lies in that division because I feel like he, he can compete with the best of them. You know, Pantoja is now the champ. So uh, let's see if he can start breaking that top 15. Yeah, he wants to fight. Uh, Mohamed Makayev at some stage as well. Uh, also, one to watch out for is Jessica Andrade against Tatiana Suarez. Tatiana is back and 10-0 undefeated. That's one to watch out for. Um, Ross, we, we can't talk anymore about MMA without looking at Cage Warriors Rome over the weekend. Um, I know there were some big fights on the card, but the main event, uh, Hack versus Marty Goni was one of the best flyaway fights I've seen in a long, long time. Yeah, it was definitely a Cage Warriors contender for fight of the year. Both guys really, really bought it. 
brought it. Uh, Martignoni was like, I feel like he was the more aggressive of the two, but I felt Hack had like great counter boxing. Um, it was it was a real delight to watch. It sort of went everywhere. Obviously, majority of it played out in the feet, and it was it was just you know you were on the edge of your seat basically yeah. the entire fight. Like I really were. I was at one stage, I was like, um. Martignoni looks like he's he's going in for the kill, and then like Hack would hit him with a counter, and then Martignoni looked a bit shaky on his legs, and especially the way, you know, Hack I thought won the early rounds, and then Martignoni came back, and then Hack came back again. I just thought it was it, it was an absolute thriller. I thought the scorecards forty nine, forty six, and two of them. I thought like, jeez, like it's the scorecards don't represent how close the fight was. Like that was razor close when you were actually watching. Yeah, it was. It was. Quality main event. I wasn't too sure about it going in, but after, um, mm. like I'm a big fan of Hack now and Martigoni as well because Hack had to go into like Martigoni's backyard. How come Ross now with a lot of people from Cage Warriors going to the Contender Series, a few of them going to the UFC? How come there hasn't been any talk about Hack getting getting the call up from the UFC? I just think he's probably not as vocal as uh, some of the other guys. Um, now it could be just. Uh, we're not f- from the UK, but I don't see the UK fan base rallying behind him the way they have rallied behind other fighters. And I don't see him vindicating for the shot as much as some of the others do. Um, he seems to be a bit more of a humble guy. He's a head coach at his own gym. So I think, you know, that humbleness might actually go against him. But look, after watching him there, I wouldn't be against seeing him in the UFC next. Yeah. I don't know he if that's a, like it's a good thing for him, but it's a bad thing for us for being fans of Cage Warriors and the product. Um, mm-hmm. One person that we have to speak about is Ireland's own Leon Hill, the professional. Going, he's six one now, six now in the last year. Got another first round finish against uh, Greenland, who previously had like one of the, the biggest knockout victories over the, the one and only Adam Cullen. Ross, what do you make of Leon Hill at the moment? Team KS very own. Yeah, I thought it was a very well polished performance. I thought. He was in total control of the fight. I think he, you know, he looked good in the in the early on exchanges, and then you know, the finish he really really took it well. Um, I just think he looks like someone who's going to be a massive contender in that vision. People like us sometimes might actually push him too fast. Like oh, I'm already been like, why not give him a title shot? Uh-huh. Um, maybe, maybe, maybe another one beforehand. Give him a slower build. Like uh, we don't want to be a, him to be a victim of his own success, but like. He looks ready for it, in my opinion. He he finished the guy in the first round who knocked off one of the biggest prospects in the division in his last fight. Uh, he looked really, really good doing it also. He was fairly unscathed. Um, yeah, I was I was very, very impressed with him. He got out there with a scratch on him and picked up another big scalp. So, uh, look, I think Leon Hill has a really bright future. And I think that lightweight that lightweight title isn't too far away, especially with the likes of uh, George Hardwick now. Um, he'll be vacating the belt and going off the contender series. Yeah, um, with Mason Jones getting the win over the weekend as well in the lightweight division, I think Mason Jones is going to fight for the lightweight title next. And I, I can't really see them matching Mason against Leon Hill just yet. Like, no, I think obviously Mason will have a massive experience advantage, so maybe. Yeah. Seeing him re-enter the fray, um, one I think Chris Field actually said Mason Jones versus Paul Hughes for Cage Warriors Dublin for the lightweight title. 
I was like, Jesus, that sounds very exciting. Now, obviously, we want Paul Hughes to go to the UFC, but if that's not a goer, I'm not against seeing Paul Hughes uh, fight for the lightweight title and trying to come champ champ, but hopefully we see Paul Hughes in Paris. That's that's where everyone wants to see him. We, oui. Well, yeah, make sure to stay tuned because there is big things are coming. We. Oui. Um... <laughs> Um, Ross what else do I have to say uh, shout out to Andy Young he's actually fighting this weekend as well on FSC but there's a big boxing match this weekend Ross Nate Diaz the one and only taking on Jake Paul your best mate what do you make of this fight Ross like that. what do you make of the build up as well to be honest I actually haven't seen a hell of a lot in the build up uh, if I'm brutally honest I don't think it was as big a build up as previous fights we've seen but uh, maybe that's down to the way it's been promoted. I'm not too sure, but like I haven't seen a million interviews. I know Jake Paul just dropped a a Netflix documentary, I think. Uh, um, so I might watch that this evening and see see what see what that cracks about. But look, I I think it's actually a fair fight at this stage. I think Jake Paul has proved so many people wrong. You know, he fought Tyron Woodley. People thought Tyron Woodley was gonna, be, or he fought Ben Askren. People thought Ben Askren would beat him, beat him. Then he fought Tyron Woodley. People thought he'd beat him. He beat him. I beat him again. Uh, he obviously got in there with Anderson Silva, and he beat him. And you know he got in there with Tommy Fury. Yes, he lost, but like, it's not like Tommy Fury beat him from pillar to post, and it was convincing. No. Like it was, it was, a, it was a tight enough fight. So a decision. It's yeah, it's, it's going to be very, very interesting to see how he gets on against Nate Diaz. Obviously, Nate Diaz is going to have. A great gas tank. He's going to be able to keep on going. But uh, I don't know. I feel like Jake Paul is going to have the power advantage. And I feel like Nate Diaz is going to have the endurance and speed advantage. Who knows what's going to happen on the night. It's a different sport to MMA. And the MMA fighters, I don't think I've seen very many fare too well in the boxing format. Yeah, it's it's just funny how in, in boxing, like you get one loss and then all of You're a sudden... You're people... off. Yeah, they just don't really care anymore. Like, there's literally not much hype at all. Like, I mean, mm. like, no, you know what I mean? If Nate Diaz wasn't part of this, I think there'd be zero interest. But uh, we'll see what happens. You know what I mean? It is Wednesday. And we will see what happens, Ross. By the way, actually, did you see Terence Crawford walked out by Eminem and then absolutely mangled Errol Spence? Shout out Terence Crawford. I know we probably don't really talk, we've never talked about him before, but like, that was sensational. I don't know if you saw it, but like, crazy. If you haven't seen it, go back and watch it because they were two of the best pound for pound boxers in the world and Bud Crawford made a show of them. Yeah. I actually said Crawford would win beforehand. You went there, Al Spence. But look, no one's, <laughs> no, I won't hold you to that. <laughs> uh, this week, I'm going for Sam Hagen, by the way, right? Um, as we uh, For people who tune in every week, myself and Ross, each week on every main event, we pick who we think is going to be the winner. This week was my week. Next week is Ross's week and so on and so forth. Um. Ross, we had some very good guests on in the last the last couple of weeks, if you want to just tell Yeah, we did. Um, for those who are watching this, we had uh, Reese McKee on, just signed with the UFC, spoke about the moment he got the call. Uh, we also had Caden Lockran on. Uh, he spoke about his journey today, and he's also signed with the UFC. Both of those guys are fighting in Paris. And then we had BDK, Kiefer Crosby on. Um, he obviously fought in Kingpin there recently, but uh, he talked about... Uh, the UFC Dublin being a bit of a bucket list for him and he talked about the uniqueness of Irish fighters and uh, what they bring to the table and um, yeah like all three guests unbelievably um, respected in their in their field and we're all massive fans of them and they all bring 
that uniqueness to the show as well because uh, that's what that's what we want to do and we're going to try and continue to bring um, the biggest and best guests that we can uh, obviously anyone any of the top guys in Irish MMA we want to bring them on the show and have a chat with them and provide some entertainment for you guys Well, Ross, that's this week's show. We have another guest yeah. coming on this week as well. So for people tuning in, make sure to like, share, subscribe. And um, there's more things to come, and um, there's big news to come as well. Yeah, typical better, Ross. Typical, typical. You better believe it, guys. Thanks a million for watching. Ever make sure to like, share, subscribe, smash that subscribe button over. Really helps us. Helps the channel grow. Helps us grow. And as always, stay in it. <laughs> Energize show up the Irish. Been sussing you guys a couple of times. I've seen a couple of clips. I think you've done some interviews with Dylan Moran and that. I, I, I saw. So keep going. Keep up the good work, guys.